Watch Shira. Life improved. Hi, and welcome to Shira and the Podcast of Power, a new podcast where me, Brooke, and my two friends, Rebecca and Cindy, talk about Shira and the Princesses of Power on Netflix. Hi, Rebecca. Hi, Cindy. Welcome to our first episode. Hey! Yeah! You know, what's great about our show is it's not just a clever name. We actually are going to talk about She-Ra and the Princesses of Power. <laughs> like, that's what's great about our show. Right? <laughs> We're going to try not to derail too much because, you know, there are only like 22-minute episodes, so. No promises, though. But, that's true. That's true. Um, so our first episode here is just to kind of give you guys an idea about what we're going to talk about. And now uh, we already said we're going to talk about She-Ra and the Princesses of Power. Um. Okay, thanks for listening. Bye, everybody. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> of course, I'm just kidding. It's a great show. You yeah. should watch it. See ya. We have more to say. <laughs> done. Whoa, great episode, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, we're gonna, we're definitely gonna like fan out about this and we're gonna talk about all the cool costumes. I mean, they're not even, they're cartoons. Yes. But like, I, I've dressed as Adora from this series. So it's not like I haven't made costumes for this. There's a lot of good morals and stories and things and really relatable stuff, even though it's like TVY, like it's for little kids, but it's still a great show, even for us as mature adults. <laughs> well, as adults, anyway. <laughs> I don't know about the mature part. Speak for yourself. <laughs> we, I am an adult, but I don't know about the mature part. <laughs> We're going to let you guys know a little bit of what we know about She-Ra, how we got into this and all that. I'll go first. I watched the original She-Ra when I was a kid. I would not suggest anybody do that because it's kind of terrible, but it's better than He-Man. I went one year as Halloween as She-Ra because I had the little set with the shield and the mask and the sword. The sword glowed in the dark. It was very cool. Mm. And then, like, the arm gauntlets. I used to run around with the, like, mask on. I didn't have, like, her dress or whatever. And my mom was like, hey, you're tiny and four. You can wear a pillowcase as a dress. Yep, sounds oh, good. Okay. Checks out. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, But she used a pink one instead of a white one. Oh, so close. Like, what? You almost had it, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> I think she was getting gym and... And she were confused somewhere because she knew that I liked the both and I had the toys of both. That's all right. She didn't pay attention close enough to what I watched. Yeah, that was my first, I guess, yes, I was wearing a costume for Halloween. But for me, that was sort of like my first cosplay because I used to wear the other stuff around the house and pretend I was She-Ra. I feel like I'm an original, long-time She-Ra fan. This new She-Ra has totally up to my love for it and my expectations and everything and it's you know made me as happy as I was when I was a kid and didn't have as much taste <laughs> I'll go to Rebecca because you are also older like me so you might have some dealings with the original she I don't know 
Yeah, you know, I was a casual uh, He-Man fan growing up. I also don't recommend anybody watch that original uh, cartoon series. It's terrible. It was great when I was like, you know, six, and I didn't know any better. You know, of course, uh, He-Man was definitely geared for a certain audience, and it really wasn't me. But then She-Ra came along, and that was definitely the audience for Rebecca. Uh, I should say I was the audience for She-Ra. I loved watching She-Ra growing up. Never had a She-Ra costume or cosplayed as her. Um, I was busy cosplaying as Wonder Woman when I was six, which is, you know, we're not going to compare those two things because they're both amazing, you know, IPs. But (laughs) you are Wonder Woman, so you aren't cosplaying Wonder Woman. I like to brag, but you never see me and Wonder Woman in the same place at the same time, have you? You know, don't tell anybody. No. Um, (laughs) Yeah, so grew up watching She-Ra, really liked it. Um, As an adult, they put the original She-Ra back on Netflix, and I got very excited. I said, oh my gosh, I'm going to watch this. And it was also not great (laughs) because uh, the animation wasn't great and the storylines were very repetitive. Um, And the thing about She-Ra was her origin was always tied to He-Man. She didn't really have her own origin per se. It was always, you know, she was He-Man's twin sister. And so um, that was why she got to be She-Ra. So when this was announced, this new series, uh, all of us were very excited, um, and I'm sure we'll talk about a little bit when we went to New York Comic Con when they were debuting it. But we'll, yeah, we could definitely talk about that too. But I, I was excited from the get for this show because I, I really wanted to see how they would update the property, and uh, I was not disappointed. In fact, I was blown away by how good the update was and how they really became very inclusive. The way that they drew the different girls. Um, the different topics and themes that were addressed and talked about and definitely the fact that they made She-Ra because she is meant to be a younger girl. Like she's not an adult woman. She is a, 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 a girl, a young woman. Um, they made her costume age appropriate, which was <laughs> so great. Um, there's a ton of stuff I know that we'll talk about, but I, this show was highly anticipated for me and I loved every episode. Like basically when the, when the season would drop, I would just binge it in one afternoon, just watch the whole thing. Cause I just loved it that much. Same. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, Cindy, it's your turn since you are the young bee of this and she, the original She-Ra was off the air by the time you were born. I have literally never heard of She-Ra until New York Comic Con 2018. When we get there and you see the She-Ra experience, I'm like, what's that? And Brooke and Rebecca, they were so excited, but I this was seriously the first time I'd ever heard of it. And we we go through the experience on the first day and it just it blew my mind i loved the artwork they had out um all of the different like like hints of what the show was going to be about they gave you and they give you a bunch of like souvenirs when you go through it and it just i love a gimmick so it got me pumped for this show i knew right away that i was gonna watch it the day it comes out on netflix and it did not disappoint for for this being my first experience with this property i'm so glad is that is 
it is what it is because it's it's something I think the world needs right now when it comes to furthering entertainment and I think everyone should watch it regardless of age or gender identity or where you are in your life emotionally or physically just get Netflix somehow watch Shira life improved I liked your endorsement yeah I, I, I'm really I really I get I really love it. I just really love it. You know, and while I never did watch the original, I did go back. I I skimmed through some of the original episodes that are on Netflix because I just wanted to see how they compared. And oof. my gosh, is this an improvement? Holy <laughs> cow! I mean, yeah. she wore like a bodysuit and like Farrah Fawcett hair when she was the a... same shape, just different like color schemes and different hairdos. Mm. Not even completely different hairdos. They were all and- just same shape and then when she became shira like i'm not gonna lie the tiara was like really cool but then Mm -hmm. beyond that like she's wearing a bustier and like and like tall boots with heels does she really need that though and to see the change because they did make it clear that adora and the princesses are all younger why would she wear an adult outfit in this show she would wear something age appropriate and I just think it's great. This is a show that Brooke and I were drawn to it because of our nostalgic love for mm-hmm. the original. And I love that, Cindy, this is your first exposure to She-Ra and you are just as gung-ho for it as we are. And I think that it's going to be interesting as we get into the episodes and we talk about some of the gender identity issues that are, or gender identity that is addressed in this show and sexuality and friendship and relationships i think it's going to be really interesting to hear different perspectives from different age group people and also from different um experiences with the property Mm -hmm. so yeah i'm so glad that the three of us decided to do this show i think all three of us are gonna bring something really great to this Mm -hmm. Yay! Oh, so let's talk a little bit about New York Comic Con. I don't know how it's ever going to be any better than the last couple years because we had She-Ra both of those years. Right? Mm -hmm. Right. Easily the highlight of both New York Comic Cons Mm -hmm. that I've been to were the She-Ra experiences. Cindy kind of talked about it, but what it was is we got in line and you could watch, there was like a little clip you know, kind of trailer that would play behind us. And the more it played and the three of us were standing there in line, the more excited I got. Yeah, Um, I never got tired of that. Right. It never seemed repetitive or boring or anything, but I just, it got me more hype for the show. (laughs) And, well, you go in and you can get your picture taken, like, at... Uh, in a Hordax chair or whatever. And then, and we did that, which as long as these two lovely ladies are okay with it, I will post pictures on our Facebook page and stuff for, uh, that we took. Go for it. Then there was the one where you could pull out the sword, like, it was like sword in the stone, but it was like, they you know, the wind at you. Yes, so your hair they were blowing backwards. wind. And then there was one where the last on one changed though, because yeah. sometimes it looked like you were oh, right. riding the switch wind or like there was all kinds of different things because i think they changed that one every day because it was a green screen like well, every right. day they had different buttons that they would give out mm-hmm. like a set of four i still have all my buttons mm-hmm. 
Yep. There are like two inch buttons. Yeah. They, are, they were huge buttons and they have different images on them. And each day they gave out different ones, as Brooke just said. And I still have mine. I also think back to 2019 when we went and that was the year, Brooke, that you cosplayed mm-hmm. as Adora, mm-hmm. which the costume was for those listeners who don't know, Brooke makes her own costumes <laughs> always. I'm mm-hmm. a loser and I buy my costume okay, because I don't have any always. talent. Okay. 99% of the time, Brooke makes her own costume because she's incredibly talented and she made the costume Adora. I still remember you coming and staying at my house and you hadn't finished it and you literally finished it in like I, I mean, you finished it in like four hours. You were like, oh, I just have to do a bunch of stuff, but I'll just knock it out. Blah, 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 blah. And then like, you know, fast forward montage, the costume's <laughs> done. It looks amazing. And we actually got to see the first episode mm-hmm. of the new season. I think it may have been season four. Season mm-hmm. four? Season- Is that right? Or yeah, season three? Five. Wait, hold on. I've got the poster. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Let's go to the poster. Number, I, say what season. I can't remember if they showed us like the, a preview for season three or season four. Wh- whichever it was, it hadn't premiered yet. We got to see the first episode and it was so much fun. It was great. Uh, season four came out November 5th. 2019. So season four so was is when we season got to see four. the first episode. Okay. Okay. Man. I couldn't remember because they had, they, I remember that like they were putting these seasons out pretty quickly. We got them all within like a year, maybe a year and a we half. Did. Mm-hmm. We did. We really November did. November 13th, 2018 was the first season. And then the fifth season came out May 15th, 2020. And the third season came out. A year and two days ago from the time that we're recording this. <laughs> wow. But, you know, two and three were technically like one season that was cut up into two shorter seasons. You know, because there were seven and episodes and then six episodes instead of 13. Mm-hmm. But um, I really would have liked to have 13 episodes for both of those seasons. Carol wants more, wanted more seasons, more episodes, too, of She-Ra, I can tell. Yes, she wants to cosplay well. Swift Wind. Except for she won't let us put a horn on her head because she doesn't like things on her head. (laughs) Put her little rainbow bandana on her. That was awesome seeing that first episode because people were singing along with the theme song. Oh, the best energy. Yes. Mm You know, Everyone in that room was so here for She-Ra. Yes, they would cheer for their favorite characters, and then the voice actresses came out, and they were talking about stuff, and they're all so great, and I love them, and they all do such a good job. I don't didn't really know what um, other things that some of these other girls did that were on it. If somebody had been like, you remember there was that group... Allie and AJ, one of those girls is going to be on a show that you love. And I would be like, I don't, what, why do I even care about that? (laughs) Right, right, right. Yeah, that panel, I mean, getting to see the first episode was a real treat of season four. You know, we got to see it before it came, before it came out on Netflix. Um and it was great to have all that, you know, that positive energy in the room with so many fans cosplaying as their favorite character from mm-hmm. She-Ra. And, the, and some of the costumes were so amazing. Oh, um, incredible. 
and and very detailed like really detailed like these were people who took the time like you could imagine they were like pausing and like getting real close to the screen and mm-hmm. like you know taking real detailed you know screenshots or whatever but then to really like hear from the creators of the show like to hear Noel Stevenson talk about the show and to hear the actors who did the voices beyond the show and talk about what these characters mean for them and how the reaction from the fan base, like what the reaction meant to them as well. I I just thought it was great. And I love supporting shows that are female driven Mm -hmm. that, you know, a female creative team, a female like producers and directors and writers, people in front of and behind the camera more women is what I'm about and more people who are, you know, either uh, non-binary or they don't, they don't identify as either gender. I want to see more of that always. And so mm-hmm. to have this show be so driven by a mostly female team was such a treat. And the body positivity images in the show and, and the way that the characters are drawn, like, I can't get enough of it. Mm-hmm. I love it so much. I would love to see this team tackle the gem and the holograms. Yes. I was thinking that. Right? That one, you go back and watch that one, and you're like, I didn't realize that they were like, the misfits were that ruthless. It's not like watching She-Ra and being like, oh, this is not good. (laughs) You know? If they did Jim and the Holograms like the comic book now, like with those characters. Yes. The way that those characters are drawn Mm -hmm. and represented Mm -hmm. and the relationships that have developed in those comics that came out in, you know, just a few years ago, I feel like this creative team would excel at that mm-hmm. and really give us a really great gem in the holograms cartoon reboot that would, I think be so enjoyable. Yeah. I, I just, I hope that we get more from Noelle Stevenson. I hope that she does more of these kinds of projects and yeah i i can't wait to see what she does next yeah me too for mm-hmm. sure like anyway she's amazing and i do want to read this little bit that was on wikipedia because i was looking up the the dates there's a couple little lines here about the lgbt representation tor.com commented that the series Reads is utterly queer in just about every aspect, with many characters coded as fluid in terms of gender or sexuality, and none as clearly heterosexual. And then Stevenson said that when a network executive asked what the rainbow in the climax of the first season finale meant, she replied, the gay agenda. And I was like, (laughs) yes, we're not worthy. (laughs) Listen, I am a straight woman, but I just would like to say I would like to be part of the gay agenda. Because (laughs) if She-Ra and the Princesses of Power is the gay agenda, then I'm all here for it. I am here for the gay agenda. So, (laughs) yes, thank you. More of that, please. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Oh. Anyway, um, yeah, honestly, I can't imagine, I guess it's good that COVID-19 is going to cancel New York Comic Con this year because I can't imagine New York Comic Con without She-Ra. Right? Yeah. You know? I agree. Silver linings, I guess. Um, 
But what a cool thing with last year is that everybody that dressed up that was at the panel got to walk across the stage if they wanted to. So I went ahead and walked across the stage with my goofy little outfit, and it was fun. <laughs> and there were kids it and adults, goofy, and it was great. Though. It wasn't goofy. It was very accurate to mm-hmm. the Adora we saw on screen. Oh, my gosh. So many Catras would yell, hey, Adora, whenever I walked by the whole day that I was wearing that. that. Was it was best. amazing. And, you know, I was kind of sad because it was like they were just doing it because it was my costume. It wasn't like, hey, like for real. So whatever. But most of them were too young for me. So I mean, you don't know that. <laughs> You didn't ask for anyone's number either, you know. <laughs> this works That's both ways. Anyway, do we want to talk about our favorite characters or anything? Or we just want to leave that to when they show up? Or what do you... We're, we're being real loose. I wasn't prepared for that. Do I have a favorite character? Hmm. Th- this is hard. Why, why did you spit that on me? <laughs> I didn't say you had to give your favorite character. <laughs> I was just trying to go with this and see. It's okay. Rebecca, do you have a favorite character or anything? Um, I do have a favorite character, even though this, this character is definitely not the focus of the show. And don't get me wrong. I love the, I love Adora. I love mm-hmm. She-Ra. I really, really love what they did with Scorpia. Yes. I don't know. I think this should be pretty obvious that we're going to talk about stuff that happens in the show. So we're going to do spoilers and stuff, but I, I'm not going to talk about scorpia later on towards the end of the of the of the series but scorpia the the idea that like she didn't believe in herself she had to she felt she had to conform and take verbal emotional mental abuse from a person in order to be loved Mm -hmm. and to think that she was worthy of love and friendship Mm -hmm. and then to learn that true friends do not treat each other that way. When Scorpia made that full turn, that character arc of learning her worth, I don't know. It was just, I cried. Like, mm-hmm. how, I mean, I know it sounds silly. It's a cartoon for kids, but like, Scorpia's character is so multi layered and yes. so deep about body issues and about knowing your worth and knowing your value and surrounding yourself with people that treat you the way that you should be treated. I really, really loved that character. I think the most, Mm -hmm. um, again, not the focus of the show, but I thought that her story arc was probably one of the, it was the one that resonated most with me. Yeah. She, she was my favorite too. Like I love all the characters, but Scorpio was definitely my favorite. And I was glad that we got to see more mm-hmm. of her as the seasons went on. Um, I mean, not as much in the fifth season, but um, there was the one episode that was just about her, and I loved it so much. Yes. Like, because she she's a character who has a good heart and i know everybody everybody should probably be able to relate to having a friend who's really not your friend mm-hmm. you know that doesn't treat you very good and if you don't you were probably that friend to somebody else probably <laughs> you know yeah honestly i know uh cindy and if if you ask cindy who my friend like that was she could probably tell you and i could tell you who her 
bring a friend like that one. Yep. <laughs> so yep. yeah, there's so there are so many things about her that's relatable, and and she has my old haircut <laughs> till it grows back out. <laughs> Cindy, did you come up with anybody, or are you just gonna say everybody? Because that's fine. Everybody, I love all of them. Mm-hmm. If I had to pick one. Maybe Scorpia, but I want to be different. So Glimmer. I mean, Glimmer had a good arc, too. I think Glimmer, she went through some stuff. And she overcame every bit of it. And her friends were always there for her. And I think that's just a really important story to tell. And it just really stuck with me. It it holds a very special place in my heart. I love it. This is a great show. You know, I mean, you could you could honestly almost make an argument for every single character mm-hmm. of why they right? could be your favorite character. I, I mean, I could tell you why I think why I love Adora. I could tell you why I love Bo. Mm-hmm. I could uh, sit here for ten minutes and talk about Seahawk for crying out loud. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but you know, it's you, his birthday. Talking- <laughs> what really? <laughs> that's uh, that's what it said on Twitter. <laughs> nice. Happy birthday, Seahawk. <laughs> Have some adventure! Adventure! <laughs> he was a great character, though. Like, he was, he, yeah, he was funny. Um, but, but you talking about, about Glimmer just now, I mean, you know, I, I almost want to switch, but I'm going to stick with Scorpia, but like, the, the idea of what Glimmer goes through and how she matures, how mm-hmm. she grows up, um, and and how she has to um the way that she has to sort of now learn a whole new way of being she has to but like you said she she always has her friends with her she relies on her friends they rely on her you know this whole like you know the three best friends adora Bo, and glimmer is just um it's so wonderful to watch and and can we just talk, I mean, this is not really a spoiler, but, but it does happen towards the end of the series. And Brooke, you can cut this out, I guess, if you think it's too spoilery. <laughs> can, can we talk about how great it is that Bo has two dads? Yeah. I it's... mean, um, the show more than hints that Bo uh, himself is not attracted to other boys or men. Mm-hmm. He seems to be attracted to girls. So I don't know. I just love the idea that here's this kid who's like, sensitive and supportive and loving Mm -hmm. but also like he's tough he's an archer and he's got two dads that raised him and i just love that he wants to shoot his bow and arrows instead of like learn history like his dads want him to (laughs) exactly i just absolutely love when we met bo's dads i actually got very emotional in that episode uh, only because i just thought how beautiful his family was and i i just loved that so much there's so many episodes to get emotional about right even as adults you know and and that's the funny thing of a show that is clearly we're not the target audience for Mm -mm. this show this definitely is designed for younger people but for a show like this to affect us as adults as grown people to look at this and get emotional about it and feel like i felt you know i feel seen by this show this show i could see myself in these characters mm-hmm. i think that says a lot for this show that adults are enjoying it just as much as the kids are mm-hmm. and it's not and it's not dumbed down for kids either like it it has its funny silly moments but it's not a slapstick 
you know, show that, like, mm-hmm. it's just images flashing on a screen. Like, there's real depth here. You yeah. can tell how much the people who worked on this show loved it and loved working on it. Mm-hmm. Like, there was craftsmanship and care put into every single stitch of this show. You never question the quality. There's never, oh, well, that was a little bit of lazy writing right there. No, that never, ever happens. They're 22-minute episodes, and they seem so much longer because they're so packed full of action and emotion and teenager things. And then, (laughs) you know, kind of like they're going from, like, being teenagers to having to go out into the real world kind of changes. Truly expert storytelling. So, does it, do either of you have anything else to say about this show, just generally? But we probably need to stop, or we'll go on forever. Right? I know, right? I could I, go on forever. Um, I think the only thing I want to add uh, that we haven't really talked about uh, maybe too much is just that I do love that there are, besides this being a very female-driven show, um, this is definitely a very diverse show as mm-hmm. far as, like, people yes. of color, black people. So I just love that there are people drawn in the show who are obviously people of color. Mm -hmm. And then there's a lot of voice work that's also done by people of color. Mm -hmm. Um, Very diverse um, cast. Extremely diverse. The lead blonde white girl is not played by a blonde white girl. No, no, not at all. (laughs) And that's great. I love that. Yeah, I, I love... And, and, you know, the actor who voices Bo, he himself is, is a, a black person. So it, and Bo obviously in the show is, is a person of color. Like it's, it's so refreshing to see that the show made the effort to be inclusive and to have people of different colors be on this show and work on the show. And I, I just, even though we never see them per se, but we know that these are people of color working and doing the voice acting. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I love that about the show as well, that it's very inclusive. Mm-hmm. So great. I, we love it so much. That's why we're here and the show's over. <laughs> it's a perfect show. If you're If you're listening to this and you've never seen the show... Do yourself a favor and watch it. Yeah. Like, why Why are you listening to this? Go watch it instead. We're not that important. No, it's true. Watch the show and then listen to us. There you go. You know, that, there, there's that. But definitely watch the show. For sure. <laughs> watch the show. All right. So on that note, we'll just go ahead and leave you with this. For the honor of Grayskull. Thanks for listening. And uh, catch us next time as we sort of give our thoughts and feelings about episode one. See ya. <laughs> Find us on Facebook and Twitter at Horde to Hero. That's Horde, the number two, Hero. Or find us at Horde to Hero.com. <laughs> <laughs>